Hey, yo, relax your mind, let your conscience be free, and get down to the sounds of EPMD. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Oh, wow. Uh, this is Tyra Smith from EPMD. You got the chill. Letting you know Juan is on the right track, and he's going to do nothing but good from this point on in. Oh, All right? appreciate that. Chill. Yo, welcome to season three of the Soundtrack to the Streets podcast. Yo, I'm extremely excited about season three because I didn't think I would make it to episode two, let alone season two. So now we're here at episode three of the Soundtrack to the Streets podcast. Now, I don't know if this is your first time listening or if you listen to every episode. So I'm going to treat it like this your first time. So if you want to hear the rest of them, you can go back and listen at SoundtrackToTheStreetsPodcast.com or you can check them out on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm just extremely grateful about all the guests that I've had over the, the last year and a half to help build episode after episode after episode we laughed we cried we had church we cussed all that stuff and it's been just a journey of music love and people so i just want to continue that thing moving forward so to kick off episode number one of season three i have one of the greatest djs in the city and I feel that Cleveland is the greatest city in the world. So if he's one of the greatest DJs in the city, that means he's one of the greatest DJs in the world. But here's the thing. When I was sitting down talking to him, I found out he's not only a DJ. He's a school teacher. He's an athletic director. He's a businessman. He's a father. So all these things, music helped unpack. And I would have never known just by sitting there. And... We grew up in the same neighborhood, but we, our paths never crossed each other until now. So, and we met at gymnastic class because both of our daughters are in gymnastics. And yeah, real men sit there with our daughters and leotards. Yeah, that's real gangster. No, but on on a serious note, I want you guys to just dive into this episode and let me know how you guys feel. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Juan Goodwin. J-U-A-N-G-O-O-D-W-I-N. So, with my man, DJ King Lou, when he started peeling back the curtain, he talked about his journey of his childhood, being a father, being married, getting divorced, his business endeavors, being a father, his DJ passion and his thoughts about how he gonna take it to the next level and help our community. So it was really dope. And my man, his business partner, his cousin, and you never see them without each other. Dom Diddy was in the building, so that was dope. He talked about their liquor endeavors and how they just try to take over the world. And um, he kicked off the, the the episode with one of my favorite songs by my favorite artist, which is. December 4th. And the reason I love December 4th is different than the reason my man King Lou loved December 4th. So he's going to unpack that. And we got four other songs that you all going to love. And it's the soundtrack to the streets podcast. So King Lou started off his episode with December 4th, 
and I can't do it any justice in telling us why he picked the song. So, King Lou, tell us why you picked December 4th. So I picked December 4th um, because um, if you've heard the song, obviously, uh, his mother is featured on it telling the story of, you know, how Jay-Z was born. So um, she talks about how um, she he was the last of her four children. I'm the last of my mom's four children. Stop playing. Yeah. So uh, he was born on December the 4th. I was born on December the 4th. Okay. Um, you know, she talks about, uh, you know, uh, how... He didn't give her any pain when she gave birth. You know, my mother said that I was the easiest of all four of her kids in terms of, uh, you know, going through the uh, the labor. So um, that that song always, you know, resonates with me because, you know, I, I have a very similar story. So whenever I hear this song, I immediately think of the Fade the Black DVD. I think I watched that DVD probably like yeah. 10,000 times. I can quote it word for word. But when you pull back the story of this song and talking about the dynamics of his parents and being a single mom, I hate that so many of us can connect with that story. I mean, as a father, as a husband, like why do you feel like that continues to happen over and over and over again? Um, I think just, you know, in the black community in general, um, you know, this goes back to, you know, years and years and years of just oppression in the black community that unfortunately, um, single family homes or broken homes are, are very, very common. So I think that, I think that where, where I come from and where you come from, especially, um, you know, it, it's tough, you know, it's tough because it's generations of, of just poverty, you know, and everybody's out to get one another, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, working and grinding in order to change their change their fortunes. So I think that um, I think it's just it's, it's a dynamic that that's that's going to continue to be there until we as a as a community, as a as a race, you know, work to to change that. So when I listen to ground so hard. No, that's fair. So, like, um, like on the What More Can I Say track, you say, the real shit you get when you bust down my lines. So when I bust down this line, you say, and the Haven introduced me to the game, right? So somebody introduced them to the dope game. Why is it always easier for somebody to put you on to that than put you on to, like, a family business like you guys are doing? Why is it easier to get in that route than showing what a 401k is or some shit like that? I think that is just... Yeah, and it's the it's the surrounding. Um, you know, I I also grew up on 141st in St. Clair, and you know, a lot of times I, I drive I drive. My mom still lives down there, but I drive through the neighborhood, and the same guys that I saw standing outside when I was in high school are the same guys that I see standing outside. Like clockwork. You know, now like like clockwork. So, you know, it's very easy to choose that as a destination because that's all you see. You know, fortunately for me, I had a great circle of friends that, you know, we 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 valued something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, and we and, and we grinded and we did what we had to do to to, to change that. Mm. You know, say Dom Diddy. Uh, I mean, me, on the other hand, I mean, I was fortunate enough to be in the game and, you know, dib and dab and those type of things and be in the street and make it out without 
you know, getting any real jail time. I mean, I've been locked up before a few times here and there, yeah. but nothing like really serious yeah. for me to be like, man, I didn't spend 10 years in jail or, you know, or even dead. You know, I was in a situation uh, and uh, I was robbed, you know, yeah. and I had just recently had my daughter and yeah. it really woke me up like, man, like. I'm out here, you know, chasing this money, you know, this way when I can be doing something a whole nother way. I mean, I've always been smart and intelligent and, you know, knew right from wrong. But, you know, when that money is coming in so fast, you know, it gets addictive, you yeah. know, just like, you know, the drugs that you're selling, like, you know, you Jason it all the time. become addictive. Yeah. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's so true. It's the allure of it. it yeah. It's calling your name. Yeah. So we know how this movie going to end, though, like. Most cats that get in the game and they end up dead or doing 100 years, but we still take that path. But I don't even want to keep giving that energy. I want to highlight the positive things that you guys are doing, like keep drinking on Lamar Avenue. But the December 4th album, like, it's almost like the, that black album is like the, the soundtrack to anybody's life age 28 to 35. I mean, because when that album dropped, like, what the hell is this, man? He thought he, he was depressed that he was retiring, but it was like a, a great body of work. So, your next track off the blueprint, Mama Loves Me. Why, why this track? So, so I'm, I'm like a real-life mama's boy, you know, oh, raised by my mom. Dad wasn't really in the picture, so, you know, that, that resonates with me because... You know, mom really did the best that she could, you know, being a single parent with four kids, raising four tremendous kids. We all are, you know, doing well for ourselves, which is, you know, like funny to me because, you know, when you look at a lot of families traditionally, you know, there's a couple of kids that you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. Like, he ain't one of my kids for real. So pause that. <laughs> I have this theory. It's like survivor still, right? Mm -hmm. You take... Four kids that grow up in the same house, and you be like, "Yo, how's this nigga crackhead? How's she exactly? Pussy? Exactly. He's a PhD. He's a <laughs> So, like, is it free will or is it destiny for those things that happen to those kids? Listen, the same upgrade. I'm a free will guy. Like, you know, you have your own choices. Your own listen, decisions. listen. If I can do it, you can do it. Right. It's it's what's in your mind. Well, you know? well, let's stay consistent, Dom, if we're using the, yeah. the profit and you, and you want to know what's so crazy? Like, his dad is my uncle. Like, my mother and his father are brother and sister out of the 12 that my grandparents had. So, yes, absolutely. And and that's a whole other story. You know, that, <laughs> Grandma that and granddaddy was fucking. Fuck but, uh, <laughs> good fucking. Good fucking. <laughs> no, it was some good no, fucking no, going no. on. No, they ain't fucking like that no more. No, no, no. Uh uh. But uh, <laughs> his dad stayed, like, the house that I grew up in on 93rd in Lamont, like, he, my, his dad, my Uncle Jamie, uh, lived in that house. And his dad actually was part of my upbringing. So his dad was more of a father to me yeah. than he was to him. Wow. And, and it's so crazy. Yeah, you believe like, that? He, he taught yeah. me so much. Like, a lot of stuff, <laughs> like, a lot of adding, like, math, money. You know, different jail car games. Like, just a bunch of random things. You know what I'm saying? So I always looked at him because I didn't have my father. I didn't even know my dad's name until I was 13. That's good. And I didn't actually physically meet him until I was 17. The only thing I knew was my uncle's. Damn. Yeah. And his, and his dad was, you know, always that guy that was there, you know, and my grandfather, you know, walking back and forth to school. 
take me to the store, teaching me different things, teaching me how to ride a bike. Like, I learned all, most of this stuff from my grandfather and my uncle, his dad. So, so we're we glossing over the question, though, like, free will, destiny. This ain't the life I chose. It's free will. the life that yeah. chose me. So yeah. is it like your four siblings are successful because of some things that you've done, or was it designed that y'all four was going to be this? So, so what I think, I think that it has a lot to do with who you associate with. Okay. Um, I'm very, 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 uh, a very close follower of uh, Gary V. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I listen to his podcast every single morning. He blesses me every single morning. And one of the things that I took away from yesterday's podcast was it said that you are an average of the five people that you hang around the most. Show me your five closest friends. I'll show you who you are. Exactly. So so if if all five of your friends are, you know, broke you know, uh, nine go-getters or whatever, nine times out of ten, you're going to be just like them, you know. You're, you're going to be an average of them. So um, I think that who you surround yourself with has a great uh, uh, effect or influence on your greatness, to be honest. Did that come from home or did that come from outside forces? I think, that it, I think that it comes, a little bit of it comes from home, but I think, I think, 80% of it, 75% of it is outside forces because, you know, when you're a teenager, you spend majority of your time outside of the house with your friends, with your teachers, with your, uh, with your classmates in, in school. So um, I think that that has, a, that has a tremendous effect. Like, I surrounded myself with, you know, kids in high school that, you know, were into sports, that wasn't into a lot of bullshit. You know, and those are my same friends to this day. They've all went to college. They've all gotten, you know, multiple degrees. Um, so my inner circle, as far from an educational standpoint and from a uh, and just an individual standpoint, they're they're pretty solid. But I'm still trying to average up. So yeah, yeah them my circle of friends. But I'm looking to add more friends yeah, to the circle that I can learn from, yeah. that I can benefit from, because I want to always average up. Yeah. So on this point of Mama, Mama Loves Me, or Mama I Made It. It's never really songs about my dad this, my dad that, my dad this. So how much of it is motivation to, like, show that nigga I did this in spite of you, or you had nothing to do with this, or I just didn't want to let my mom down? You know what? That's a very, very great question because... You know, that was a demon. That was a demon that I that I had that I had in me. You know, I wanted to be nothing like my dad. Like, you know, like just period. Like I didn't want to be no I, I would see people, people would be like, Man, you look just like your daddy. I'd be like, Man, I hate that shit. You know what I mean? But like, you know, you know, we're 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 fine now. You know, we have a we have a decent relationship now, even though I don't talk to him as much as I probably should. But he's one of the most highly intelligent people. You know, I, I know, honestly, um, but that drove me. That drove me to, to, to be in my daughter's life and to, you know, uh, make sure that I'm playing a role in her life and, you know, to really try to be a, a good husband and a, and a good individual just in general because, you know, I wanted to be the opposite of him. We'll say you died. Can I just call you Diddy, man? Yeah, that's cool. You can call me Diddy. That's cool. What say you? But no, um, I always, I don't know. I feel like I, I always used to dream. Like, even now to this day, I just dream about great things and things that I want to do and things that I want to have. So I don't think my absence of my father 
had any part of my drive or my success that I have to this day, I always um, imagined or just wondered, you know, how he was. Like, like just thinking about me, like things that I do, my, my actions and my thoughts. Like, man, how am I similar to my dad? Like, I know my mother, so it's like I know the things that I get from my mother. I'm like, damn, I wonder the things that I learned or, you know, inherited from my father. And, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't meet him until I was 17 years old. So I, when I finally met him, you know, I thought that I was going to have some resentment towards him, but I, I really embraced it, you know, his relationship and just knowing him. Because I think it's just something that you just attracted. Like, that's your, that's your flesh, you know what I'm saying? So it just, I was just attracted to him and just, you know, talking to him and just seeing, like, the different things, like how he can be funny and smooth and sometimes he's quiet and then he's an artist, like, I'm an artist, and just the way he dreams and think about different things. I'm just like, man, like. That's so for, me. So for those 13 years, was it like almost out of sight, out of mind? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I spent a lot of nights crying just thinking about, you know, and just imagining like how he is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was just that absence. But so once, it affected us. Like, yeah. So what you just said right there is what I love like when I get with other guys. We never vulnerable. Like, we hard as hell all the time. Right. When was the last time you told somebody like, yo, man, you hurt my feelings, but not like in that way. Though it's like, yeah. yo, hey man, what you did? That shit really like blew me. That's how we said. But yeah. like, we yeah. will never say that to yeah. nobody because you ready to like slap a nigga. But it's like, yo, what you did, man? This shit that kind of fucked me up. Yeah, like, and, and it's and it's not to me. You know, what's so crazy, man. The only it's only two things that can really get me in that mold. Like my grandfather that raised me. Um, like anytime I even think or see a picture of him, it just, you know, shakes me up, you yeah. know. And uh and then the absence of my father, you know, yeah. that's the only things that can really get me out of my mode to be like, I'm emotional. You know, yeah. anything outside of that is like okay. Like even this thing with my daughter, like I love my daughter to death, but like I mean it is like I don't know, those are the only two things that'll really like take me out of my hood. We but. bury shit that hurts. Yeah. Because you know yeah. it's a beast, like you'll turn to Samba bin Laden or exactly. shit like if it but no, I just I just always find it interesting, like how as men we deal with certain things that hurt us. My mom always tell me, "You was gonna be like your dad if you never even met him." Or if my mom say you just like your daddy, that shit pisses me off. Oh, that shit pisses me off. Because here, maybe you agree <laughs> or disagree. The reason it pisses me off because ninety percent of my mom's heartache came from my dad right. and yeah. I'm a mama's boy that I go lay in the bed with sometimes so if my mom said I let her down I'm like I'm just like damn <laughs> like, that's what you never yeah. want right. to do yeah. like, cause you know cause it's you not- don't want to let her down and make her feel some type of way yeah. about something or even give her any anything that, that reminds you of that hurt that the you know yeah. that the father brought yeah. so when you win a Grammy right Blue I'm talking to you you gonna say mom your daughter and if you married at the time, and even if your dad was actively in life, we always just say, "Mom, I love you." Like, no, it's like, "Dad, fuck you, <laughs> mom." <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like, it's real. Like all the songs, like, "Mama this, Mama that," and like we grow up as men, treat women like shit. Yeah. though. <laughs> like I'm a reformed dirtbag. I will say this on air because my wife know this. Like. I never will allow someone to get close to me because I didn't want them to hurt me. So I'm going to get you before you get me. Like, mm, so I'm going to have yeah. five chicks because I can't care for five chicks. I would care for one. So if this bitch tripping, I got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
See, I've never been like that though. Yeah, like even as a, I think me living in the in the same house with my grandparents and like them being married for so many years and just seeing that relationship, and I never really seen or witnessed, you know, a man having multiple women. Like I only seen a man with one woman. So it's just like I have always wanted that marriage. I've always longed for that that long lasting love relationship. Like so, I never been that type to be like you know. Uh, you grew up. Everybody's family is married. Literally, you got a bar from yeah. So it's it's different for me and my family. Like we all all married, all in relationships. We all solid guys. At the end of the day, I mean, no one's perfect, but you know, we that's what we do. We, I mean, you know, type guys. It's true. That's true. We are. We are. Um, You know, I always say this. You know. I don't like I don't like for, for a chick to feel like she has the upper hand on like my girl or my wife or whatever. Like I don't wanna give anybody that kind of power to be like, uh yeah. that nigga married and he, he was be, just in my DMs. He was just in my DMs. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna give anybody that satisfaction. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? So it is what it is. That, like, no, I think it. I think it just has everything to do with me. You know what I mean in terms of my character and and, and how I operate. Yeah. Um, to be honest, yeah. so. Um, okay, so this is some heavy stuff that I'm gonna have to re-listen to, and I'm sure I'm gonna text you like, "What you meant by that?" Like, I'm sure, <laughs> like, as I unpack stuff, I always be having follow-up questions. So the next track. I was like 11 years old when this came Man, what? Out. And I remember the dudes in the hood had the song. Man, what? Riding it, Absolutely. Too short getting it. Why is this song on your list, bro? So, Man, you know. playlist, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, being, you know, the youngest of four, you know, um, I have a sister that's that's 40. I have a brother that's, that's damn near 40. Um, so... I never understood fully when this song came out, like what it meant. All I knew was that it was very catchy, you know, like, man, get it while the kid is good. But as I got older, you know what I mean, and and I would hear it, you know, it took on a different meaning for me. And um, for me, I've always been somebody that's that's been out here getting it, you know, since I was uh, seven or eight years old. You know, I'm at the car wash. You know, wash your cars. You know, I'm at the I'm at the grocery store. Like, yo, can I get them bags for you? You know, I'm at the gas station, ma'am. Can I pump your gas? Can I mow your lawn? You know, I've always been wired to just get paper, and I do believe that that is something that I I, I inherited from my dad. You know what I mean? And also my mom. You know, because she worked really hard, obviously, to raise four kids. So I got it honest, man. So, you know, I, I'm all about it. I'm all about getting it, getting it while they're getting is good. As soon as the horns start playing, Man, whatever what? that instrument is, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, on the intro. Yeah. <laughs> to me, when I hear this song, it takes me back to being 10, 11 years old, but it also takes me back to like summertime. Like, I don't even know why I feel like. We're going to need some more. We're going to need some more. Listen, we're going to pull up. It's like water. Like, some more cabs. Yeah. I got something under the seat right now. Yeah. I got a bottle under the seat outside in the truck. Just in case, you never know when we about to turn something into a party. That's a, you guys living good. But like when the horns come on, like 
you know what song it is, and then get it like this on the last album. Then when it dropped, you just be like, man, it takes me back to a ten year old. Yeah. And like you, I didn't really unpack the words. I knew every word. Exactly. But it didn't mean nothing to me. Like it means nothing. It rings. It, it definitely touches me differently now than it did as a kid. You know. Um, I don't know for for some reason as a kid that song right there really I remember the most. You know what I mean? It's like an OG speaking to you, like exactly. You know, he's let like, me holler at your partner. Spent, spent this game, game in your ear yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Quit complaining about how you can't stand it, cause you ain't got it. You got what it takes, but not enough to get started. You got what it takes, but not enough to get started. I knew the words until you just. Spoken to me like that, yeah. it means even more that's, to me. That's, come on, man, that is. OG, or you come on, man. You send you down, like listen, yeah. man. Come on, man. Sit down. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Let me learn you. Let me learn you something. Absolutely. So when something like this drop, you gotta really listen. But. Like he was giving you the game. He'd be like, oh, he's been spitting that shit. But it was like a left hook for him to drop so much knowledge like that. And it was it was real, you know, it was the truth. It was um it was letting it was letting people know, like, look, man, like shit, you only got one life. You only get one at bat. Like what you gonna do with it? You gonna sit at home, you know, crying about your shit of coulda wouldas, or you gonna get up off your ass and make it happen? Yeah. And that's what I'm all about. Yeah, man. He was really giving you, it's like something you listen to on a treadmill now. Like it's time exactly. To get to it, like before you go, it like, make you put in that extra ten minutes that you'd be like, man. Yeah. Like if you're <laughs> a nine to five or you a salesman, it's like, yo, yeah. I got got to get to it. Or pushing Lamar app, the distributor say we can't get it in this store. You like, and we gonna find a way. There's five liquor stores around the corner that may get it. You got what it takes, but not enough to get started. Yeah. So, so speaking on that, Dom, like pushing a product out mm -hmm. um, how has it been like challenging and rewarding with the Lamar app like uh, one thing with me I, I really been thinking about a lot honestly lately was um really just waking up with that same energy that I had March 16th when I when I released it yeah. and uh you know just waking up you know I mean, I mean it's been making money it's been selling it's been it's been it's been that but my my standard for myself is so high you know like you know, I have five different restaurants and bars, and I have it in liquor store, and I didn't sell, you know, over a thousand bottles in a month. You know what I'm saying? So when I tell people that, they look at it like, man, dude, you this, you that. But like, in my mind, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not going to be satisfied until this is in every spot that they, that they sell wine at. Like, anywhere that you go that sells liquor, you can get Hennessy, you can get Patron, you can get Ciroc. You can get Tito's. You can get Crown. They need to get Lamar app. Exactly. So, so until, it, until this, at that point, I'm not satisfied. And I can really attest to that, too, though. Like, uh -huh. you know, people see me out in the streets, and they be like, man, I see you out there. You doing your thing, man. That's what's up. And I'm like, Duh. like, this ain't shit. Duh. Right. This ain't shit. Like, like, until I'm on fucking tour, right. dropping my own album, 
selling out fucking nightclubs like every Harris, night. Don't make a song but make ninety million dollars. Exactly. Until I'm there, like this ain't nothing. And I have that, not made And that's it. really like stuff that we talk about every day. Like when I say me and this man's on the yeah. phone, like planning things out, yeah. like literally every day, all day. Like we're on the phone, like, cuz we this, we that, let's do this, let's do that. We need to tweak this, we need to tweak that. Like this is like literally something that, that's every day. So, you know, we just hold ourselves to a different standard, man. We just, you know, we just want to be great at the end of the day. What I appreciate about this, because I was telling my homeboy the other day about the whole Nipsey Hussle thing. That's a whole other topic. But do you guys really step back and look that the whole world walk around wearing T-shirts that say Crenshaw and Slauson, like, and you've never even been to California. You know what Crenshaw is. I love Slauson California. Is. Probably for the obvious <laughs> But here's the point I want to make to y'all. Like, y'all took y'all street, and the whole world pretty soon gonna know what Lamont Ave means. Right. Absolutely. Jay Z has Marcy Projects. Right. Wayne them got the Magnolia and yeah. all that shit. Like, so I buy into those things because people really like put their blood, sweat, and tears and tell their story. You know what I'm saying? Like. Bloods and Crips and all that shit, but Slauson's like where a hundred bodies an hour got shot, but the whole world wanna wear a Crenshaw shirt. Mm-hmm. People wanna buy it to you before they even buy your product. So like I, I appreciate that you guys are really like getting it. Like no pun intended, but <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. That's just the way I be like, yo. Niggas is really wearing Crenshaw shirts and never even been there. Yeah, like, I don't, know, like, don't know nothing about it or nothing. It's just yeah. But no, I'm not dogging. I'm just saying, like, those guys got it out. It's a movement, yeah. That's yeah. that's what it's that's what it's. Mm-hmm. And I like I, I love the dirt. You know what I mean. A lot of people don't want to get down and dirty. They want to they want to they want to hop on when it's all shiny and beautiful. You know what I mean. Man. I get cats all the time. It's like, man, put me, that put me on the party, man. Let me uh let me do something with you. And I say to myself, why am I gonna split exactly? Why am I gonna split a part of my profits? You did all the work. And I did all the work. Party already sold. <laughs> Party already sold. Coming, no matter what. Exactly. So you just want to sit. Exactly. And, you know, where was you at when I'm, with you know. This, you know, like, with this, man, I have no partners, yeah. no investors, yeah. no nothing. No one helped me design this bottle, the concept of this or that, like nothing. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I work, we, we both work for CMSD, both in the school district. Really? You know, I and have I no work, idea. Yeah. Yeah, teachers, man, we both, well, I coach, and he's an athletic director, like, man, I work at a group on as well, like, you know, I'm working 16-hour shifts a day to, to grind and to get the money to, you know, to bring this to life, and it's like, now that it's flourishing, and it's just, yeah. not like, oh, people want to, yeah, let me do this, let me do that, but it's like, man, when I was telling you about this idea, you was laughing at me. When I was telling you I wanted to come on my own line, people looked at me, like, literally looked at me like, dude, you are you crazy. Tripping, you you want to have your own line? Like, that is crazy. They, say? they laugh at you. Hate, then they like emulate you, and then they say it's like a, a oh, we gotta love him now. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't yeah, been through the whole hierarchy. Like, let's love the nigga now. And shit, that's really what it's been, man. It's just like, man, I just going through it with it, man. Just you know, it, it's just crazy. You know how people are, and it, and it's so crazy. Like even with the money aspect, like celebrities talk about like how family change, people around you change, and this and that. It's like, now that I'm really in the business and have my own thing going, and I just see the way people around me are changing, and it's just like, man, like, I really see how people be, how, like, they uh, yeah. get their money and move or do this and do that. Like, 
people are really changed. You'd be like, man, it's, it's just crazy how you know how Spoken your success, change. yeah, how your success, you know, you know, would change people around you. And I was that's so crazy. I was telling one of my students that because I uh, actually resigned from the district. Um, this is my my last school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> resign, resign from the district, man. And I was telling one of my kids, man. He was like, Coach, man, I want you to coach next year. Man, I want to play for you because I didn't have a championship team the last two years. But Marion Sterling. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, man, I want you to still stay in coach. I'm like, man, it's hard. It all, it just makes sense to me. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a circle. It's yeah. a big circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Like, it is. Like, coach, I want you to stay in coach. But I'm like, man, I'm like, it's, it, you can't grow and stay. You know, like a tree, you will plant a seed in the ground, man. You can't expect for it to grow and be this tall and be fruitful and still stay in the ground. It's impossible for the girl to stay. You have to choose. What are you gonna do? Look at your strength. Yeah. Like you work down. You you gotta you gotta elevate. You gotta keep moving. Like, and you know, after I broke it down to him like that, and just even uh, like part of his game, like his basketball game. Like, man, the way you play last year, you don't play the same way this year. You can't grow and stay. You know, you have to choose. So. Yeah. Put your mama on the phone. Right. <laughs> All right, so I want to just going to kind of go back to another part of our conversation, but um, my bachelor party, all my homies were texting me lyrics. From this Don't party. do it. Reconsider. <laughs> listen, listen. I should have listened. I should have listened. I should have listened. Oh, listened. We're we gonna be on here a whole other so, hour. <laughs> about that part. What we're talking about is UGK. Outcast, international players, anthem. Why this track? I want you to put the mic down. So first of all, first of all, like it's this is like a two part like answer. We'll start with the first question. So first off, you have Andre three thousand. He comes on. He's talking about this chick that he met. You know, he's ready to just you know cut all of his his girls off, cut all his hoes off, cut my hoes off. Oh, cut you off. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody getting cut off, right? And then the rest of the song is everyone else trying to get him not to do it. You know what I mean? Trying to get him not to do it. So what's on the other side? Yeah, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that song really um, highlights a, a, a time in my life that uh, you know was 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 is 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 kind of crazy because I'm kind of still going through it, but. Um, it, it's crazy. Um, I, I was able to to marry and fall in love with uh, my childhood sweetheart. You know, somebody that I really um, I really liked. I, I really um, had a had an infatuation with. You know, even as a kid. You know, and um, shout out to her. She she blessed me with my my first and, and only child. Um, and uh, unfortunately, things didn't work out the way that that I would have liked for them to work out but you know I learned a lot in the process you know um, about myself and what I like and what I desire out of out of people um, and one of the one of the greatest things that I feel like you know I've learned is not allowing people to influence or dictate your decision making based on the status quo you know there's a lot of people and I don't I don't condone divorce at all 
you know i don't i don't i don't think that that divorce is a good thing but um i do believe that you are supposed to be happy i think that you are supposed to be healthy you know and if you know uh the relationship that you're in you're unhappy and and you're unhealthy um i think that you know the the best thing for you to do is to look at the situation and, and say you know am i going to be better in this thing or out of this thing and um me getting out of the thing i think um i didn't believe or i didn't know you know if i would be better or not but I, I took the chance and you know uh, from it I've been I've been over and abundantly blessed I've been able to meet some great people and I've been able to grow King Louis Vince into something that is um, it's never been um, honestly so um, national, you know so walk me through the track to your life so did you go through those motions? You I did. I absolutely did. You know, I heard a lot of feelings, you know, and I've had a lot of people, you know, uh, tell me a lot of things, you know, <laughs> uh, back then about, you know, um, being with her and, and, and everything. But right hand man. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted what I wanted at the time, you know what I mean? And it wasn't nothing anybody could tell me. You know, that's what I wanted, you know, at the time. And I was a young man. I was I was 22 years old. Ten years later, I'm 32 now. So I'm nowhere near. Yeah, I'm nowhere near the man that I was, you know, shit, just last year, you know, to this year. You know, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly uh, evolving. You're right. Not even six months ago. So um, I think that. uh, So so you have. you have uh you have my guy uh big boy towards the end of the track saying you know uh, yeah it, <laughs> he, so, he's he's he, he's telling exactly what's going on in my life right now big boy was in in, in at the end of that at the end of that track yes absolutely ask him hey and shoot her ass into outer space <laughs> No, really. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but man, that, that, and I really don't feel that way. But like, I understand. Yeah, right. circumstances make you feel that way. But I understand where he's coming from. You know, they always say, you know, uh, listening to music. Uh, you know, when 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 you when you're good, you know, you you feel the vibe, the 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 music. But yeah. when you bad, you feel the lyrics. You understand the lyrics. So I understand the space that that he was in when he said what he said. And when you're depressed, why do you put on a song that's gonna make you more depressed? It's weird how psychology yeah. works. Like yeah. That. So your homies around you like don't do it, reconsider, mm-hmm. and then at the beginning of the track you like giving up all that pussy cat. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave up a lot of. Uh, but that's a conversation for no, another not, time. I, 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 I that, yourself, <laughs> saying, like, that song is like every man the night before you get married. Yeah. Thinking about that song, like, damn, I'm about to be chicken for the rest of my life. Like, you don't eat every day. But no, us, yeah, us, yeah. us, 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 Lewis boys, we do all the cooking, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's a figure of speech. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Every day. Yeah, yeah. Though, it's the same thing. Yeah. You, like, you just getting the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. 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 What about you? 
you know, you haven't been married. No, I haven't been married. Um, yeah, I was actually very close. Um, I had bought a ring and everything. I, I actually thought that, you know, I was really going to, you know, get engaged, man. Like, this woman I would do anything for, you know, and, uh, you know, small circumstances to me, you know, just because I've come from a family that, that's been married and I have seen, you know, family members get through the worst of things. And I feel like the things that me and her went through in our um, in our relationship, you know, wasn't that serious for us to split the way we did. So, you know, through time, it's just like, man, you know, I was basically over the time, over the year that we were split, just trying to get her to understand, like, you know, the things that we're going through aren't that serious. And it really took for her to, you know, be apart from me and probably date and just see other guys and be like, man, like, these guys These ain't shit. Yeah, they don't compare to Dom. You know what I'm saying? Not, <laughs> yeah. not, not, not to my own horn or anything, but it's just like, yeah, like, it really was like, you know, eye-opening, I feel like, to her just to see, you know, that, you know, I really was, you know, a great God, and I was really willing to do anything for her because I loved her more than anything. You know, and even at times putting her before my daughter, you know, just because of the love that I have for her, and I always looked at her as my wife. It never was like, this is my girl, like, you know, I'm an all or nothing guy. I'm either. Homies telling you don't do it, reconsider. No, never, never. I, I even from you know my cousin or my my good friends, it never was that because they know how I fucked about it. Like guys know, everybody know. You and know. she just joined the live. Oh, okay. <laughs> next question, huh? next question. Hey, no, it's cool. Right? No, it's cool. We can keep, we can keep, we can, up, we can, e? we can keep it going. But yeah, it's just like no, it never was that like. You know, my guys support, you know, anything that I had going on. The same way we support Lou. Like, we had our opinions about, you know, him and, yeah, you know, him and, him and his wife. We had, we had thoughts and our opinions about it. But at the end of the day, we're going to support whatever decision he makes. Like, even if, even if now, like, out of all the stuff that has happened that we both, that everyone knows that has been through, if he decides to be back with her, like, we're going to support it because we support and love him. That's you know what I'm saying? It hurts, it hurts me, but because I love him more than, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this is my guy for real. But so. let's be real, though. Don't you know, like, let's say you and your wife go through something. Nigga, you tell me, now nah, I'm invested in it, and then you go back with her. Nah, I just, like. Yeah, yeah, you don't, look, you don't look at her the same. Yeah. Not, not in a bad way, but it's like, you ready to ride for it. And then, yeah, yeah, it's and, tough. You know, we worked it out. It's, a, it's a thin line between love it's and hate. Tough. <laughs> but that, it, that that just really just goes back to you just having the love for you know your guy or your cousin or whoever the, whoever the case may be. You just just having that love and respect for that person. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, if you had that love for, for him. It doesn't matter like, either way, though. But he with that person or not, you still gonna you know you gonna rock with her. It is what it is. I mean, of course, in the back of your mind, you gonna always remember. But you know, what I'm saying if he decides or whatever, I with him. That's my guy. Whatever he decides. That song is in every man's head. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely, definitely. in my head. It was definitely, definitely. in my head. Um, you know, I'm I'm just a, a glass half full type of guy. You know what I mean? I'm lo- I'm always looking at the bright side. So, um, you know, that's kind of that's how I operate. No, that's fair, man. And I just Andre three thousand need to make some more music. Please. Absolutely. Please. I don't understand why he hasn't dropped a real hip hop album yet. It's a it's a travesty. Yeah. 
God. It's a travesty, is he, what he it is. Pop in and out on on songs and and well, bless them. That love below check, I'm still checks are still. <laughs> He'll yeah. come outside and play a show. All right, so take us home on track five. Yes, sir. You started with Hov, let's end with We got to end with Hov. Hov is my favorite rapper, man. We share a birthday. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I, I just told uh, somebody yesterday, um, I said, I said, I just I just love greatness. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Hov is great. He's great. So why is 30-something? Why is- so 30-something is like the, the Jay-Z is talking about the mature him, mm-hmm. the new him. He say young enough to know the right car to buy, yet grown enough not to put rims on it. So, you know, me, me, me and Don, we're together sometimes and we're riding and we see, we see a, a, a fucking Audi with fucking <laughs> chameleonaire paint <laughs> with 30 inch rims on it. And we look at each other and we say nigga shit. Niggas like, always doing some yo, nigga shit. Yo, like why would you take that Porsche truck and do like... My guy, like what? Come on, guy, come on. So, um, I feel like this is the greatest time of my life, only because I have the energy of a twenty-year-old, but I have the wisdom now of like a forty or fifty-year-old. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things that we have done, you know, over just over the last couple of years that like. Guys that are in the 30s, 40s haven't done like ballroom dance events. It's like we have like really mastered ballroom dance, like <laughs> to the point that we had our own class. You know what I'm saying? And that's just I, one I, thing. I'm, I'm not mastering you. I'm, I'm gonna have to come in next. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so before the wedding, the choreographed shit. So that was fun. But 30s, but but yeah, like we just you know just like the ballroom dancing and our R and B parties and just how we dress. Like man, when we come out like when we have an event, like we don't even call them parties. We we have events. Yeah, you know, first of all, before anything, we don't have parties. <laughs> we have events. Yes, and uh, we get dressed, man. Like really get dressed. Like we about to put on our our dress shoes, a blazer, a nice sweater. Like we just a a, a different type of guy. And that thirty something, that song like really is basically just talking about how like just by the time you get to whatever it is where we what we doing now we had already been on that and mastered it yeah, and that's really right. what jay-z was talking about like walking around with lots of money like man we didn't been did that yeah shoebox full of money we been did that yeah. you know them cars are big rims on it we been did that so it's just like man stuff by the time people get on what we what we're doing now we had already mastered and been on to the next thing i feel like some of the greatest songs you walk away like yo he wrote that song Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely do. You know, the crazy thing is 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 about me is like, you know, I always tell people I'm a I'm a I'm a young soul with a with an old mind. You know what I mean? So um thirties the new twenty, like I feel rejuvenated. You know, like like back in the day when I came into the game in two thousand and six. You know, shit. I had so much energy, man. I would I would throw I would throw Friday nights at Earth, work up uh, Saturday morning, or or not even go to sleep, and go straight to my gig at Target and work a full shift, get off, throw a fucking party on Saturday, and don't sleep until Sunday. If I ever get any sleep for real, so 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 I I, I feel like I have that type of energy now. I've been going like the Easter, like the Easter Bunny, or 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 like the Energizer Bunny, and you know I feel like I feel like. 
I feel 20 all over again, to be honest, like like the ideas and the concepts and everything that, that I've been doing over the course of the last six or seven months are are, are just a, a culmination of 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 my 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 history and my experience in the game. And, you know, just like I, I sit sometimes, man, and I you should you should see my notes. My notes are crazy in my phone. I probably have a, a theme for any kind of event that you would like to throw. Just because that's just that's just how I operate. That's how I move. So you got the, the energy of a twenty year old, the life experience of a fifty year old, <laughs> business savvy. So you're yeah. all together. Yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, like I think that that real uh real wisdom comes from experience number one it comes from god but uh, secondly it comes from experience i tell my kids all the time man life would be unfair if you knew all there is to know about life at 14 15 16 17 years old shit i tell them i say i'm 32 man and i still don't know everything i'm still trying to figure i said i said my grandmother is you know that 70 80 80 80 80, and, and she don't she she still doesn't know all there is to know but guess what she knows a lot because she's been here longer than, than than we have, so she's experienced a lot more than we have. So she can she can speak on it. So, you know, I've experienced a lot in my in my thirty two years, and I think that it has ultimately, uh, you know, created this this monster here that you see today. A good monster, though, a tender, gentle monster <laughs> that will come visit you and rub your back and your feet and all that kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. So there you have it. Episode one, soundtrack to Streets Podcast. I told you I wouldn't disappoint my mans that came through and they they laid a lot on us. And I'm sure you agree with a lot of stuff and it, it probably hit home. So episode one, season three, soundtrack to the streets. Hope y'all can continue to stay on us with this journey. And man, we appreciate it. If continue to share it and give us feedback. It's greatly appreciated. Soundtrack to the streets. Until next time. Peace.